Bonjour, what up, what up, everybody? This is the fifth time I've done this intro, and it's the fourth episode of the Vin and Lawyer uh, Show. On this podcast, we have me, Vin, and as usual, we have the one and only Moira. talking about all about our childhood and uni um and hopefully you guys will find our socially awkward experiences interesting hope you guys are ready for some shits and giggles and welcome to the vin and laura show welcome welcome everybody we're back again this week again hopefully you guys have missed us <laughs> you, you would think after, after like four episodes i'd get the intro down no you just <laughs> you're just worse <laughs> now apparently <laughs> You used to be able to do the intro in one go, and now you, I don't know, took like, what, six takes? <laughs> six, it's called six, it's called six. I would think that maybe like on our like, 100th episode, if we ever get there, <laughs> that's when I start fucking up. I but think nah. we're still gonna like, you know, fuck up, regardless. So, Laura, what are, you got anything important, like anything, any recent updates recently, like on what you've been doing and whatnot? Well, obviously, I've been streaming. Thankfully, I guess my 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 Twitch has actually been growing, which is great. I've been getting to know lots yeah. of friendly streamers, these streamers get into the community and what and whatnot. And I met some really interesting people. Like, I thought that there was only one way of streaming, right? Which is like the hype way or like a la radio VJ kind of streaming, like what I do. Right, right. But I found that there's this other dude who streams. He's like, he streams. What's what's that game, Vin? Um, there's something surviving on mars was it surviving mars yeah. yeah surviving mars so he streams that and it's it's a very lenient game right but he streams it in a way that it's really chill it's like you're listening to ambient music with a podcasty voice on top you know <laughs> that kind of feel i don't know how to explain that it's just is it like watching morgan freeman or something yes yes he actually has a very podcasty voice and he's from germany so he has this accent mm -hmm. and it's really nice <laughs> Are you going to do a shout out? What's I will. His, name? his name's the Gamer Spirit, guys. You should, you should check him out on, on Twitch. Seriously. He's like the best thing to listen to when you're working. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. What other updates I have? Ah, also, I wanted to tell you that uh, not too long ago, it was Noble Uemasu's birthday. The mm -hmm. music composer Educate of Final Fantasy. Yes, the guy who's in charge of music for all Final Fantasy. Um, Below Final Fantasy 12, I believe. So for mm -hmm. Final Fantasy 12, I think he only did the opening, if I'm not mistaken. But everything else. He's Anakin? No, 12. Oh, shit. 12. 12. The My one bad. with the bunny girl, Fran. <laughs> yeah. He only did like the opening and then he did everything else. So you know that mm. he's made some pretty amazing music. Like a good part of my playlist right now on my phone is like Nobuo Uematsu. The shit I play on piano is almost exclusively Nobuo Uematsu. And mm -hmm. I recently also made a lo-fi mix of Balam Garden, Final Fantasy VIII, which is also Nobuo Uematsu. This is also the dude who made me start playing the piano. So, yeah. Uh, he's still alive, right? <laughs> <laughs> he's still alive, yes. Uh, so his birthday was on the 21st of March. 1959, if you want to be, um, you know, specific. And he's currently 59 years old. And what's interesting is that trivia, he actually started composing Final Fantasy music when he was working at a music store as like a hobby. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I know. And Humble he, beginning. Yeah. And he turned out to be flipping amazing. I think he's one of the best music composers of our generation, man. Him, Hans Zimmer. <laughs> yeah, Hans Zimmer. Well, yeah. Yeah. Would Final Fantasy music fit in a blockbuster, you reckon? I think it can. It's, it's all up to the composer, and you, you can tell from the way he composes his music that he could probably pull off a movie. That's true. He did pull off um, Final Fantasy, what's it called? Oh, Seven Advent Children. Oh, talking about that. Have you ever... Do you remember that this there used to be this Final Fantasy before Advent Children? It was a movie. I think it was called Spirited Something. 
What was it? Oh, the one with Captain What's-His-Face? Yeah, the one with Transformers and shit. Yeah. What is that? I was like a kid when that came out. Yeah. I have like barely any memories. I remember when I watched it, I was like, holy shit. I had to constantly get double takes. I was like, are these people real? Like, are these people real or not? <laughs> like, I couldn't wrap my head around, head around it because it was just so realistic back then. I should probably watch it. I mean, I don't know. It doesn't give me that Final Fantasy vibe. I know. Like, the, the fucking cover looks like Gundam or something. You know you know what it fucking reminds me of? You, do you know, um, one of my favorite songs from Linkin Park is Points of Authority. Do you know the MV? Oh, uh, kind of. The one with robots and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not a big, I'm not a big MV watcher, but still. Yeah, yeah so that's what the movie actually reminded me of. I was like, this is like something straight out of Linkin Park. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I should totally rewatch that. And you know what? Another thing I want to do is play Final Fantasy VIII. Final Fantasy VIII, 9, 10, 11, yeah. 15, 16, 17. Yeah, all of them. <laughs> all of them, all of them, man. Final Fantasy VIII. But... What's actually surprising is that I was I've been browsing Reddit a lot lately lately, right? And apparently mm-hmm. there's this dude who, who was on Reddit and he was like, Yo, can someone tell me who the you know, the writer of Final Fantasy Eight is, the screenwriter of Final Fantasy Eight is because, you know, I wanna blacklist this dude and make sure to never play games that he writes again. Because <laughs> Final Fantasy Eight is just that horrible with dialogues and shit. I'm like, Whoa, whoa, hold up. Whoa. <laughs> was it really that horrible? <laughs> I barely remember, so I don't know. I was about to say the same. Like, I don't remember. I'm, I've never played a bad Final Fantasy game, so it's kind of hard. I know. <laughs> All I remember is, like, the nostalgia from Final Fantasy VIII, but I don't even remember how the story went. I just know that fucking Squall and Reno is, like, awkward as fuck. <laughs> yeah. But saw, they're my favorite, but still. They have, like, this weird chemistry. Right, right. I mean, a lot of people hate on, like, ten, but yet it's, like, it's what I started with, and it was my, it's still my favorite. 10 is so my favorite. I think a lot more people hate on 13 though than 10. And then you got Final Fantasy 12, which not many people know. Mm-hmm. 12, uh, Final Fantasy 12 is like the abandoned child. It's so sad. <laughs> which one's that one? The one the one with friend, the bunny girl. I know, I know. I was being sarcastic. Oh, fuck. Yeah, you just asked that like a few <laughs> minutes ago. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, yeah, that's that's all, all the updates I got on my side. How about you, man? What's hmm. been going on? Like, apart from, like, enjoying most of my day in a car, I've been playing a lot of uh, Vagant or Vagante, whatever you want to say. What is that game? Oh, that's the rogue game you told me about, right? Yeah, it's like, I, I got surprisingly addicted to it. It, it. it was my, like, um stress reliever for playing for uh, Battle, uh, not Battle, right? Um, what is it? Darwin Project, a Battle yeah. Royale game that I can still, I'll never, ever win a game. <laughs> um. <laughs> but anyways, it's, it's a stress reliever and it's um it's a roguelike game. It's basically like Dark Souls, but 2D. That sounds amazing, man. It is amazing, and it's a four-player co-op game. Is it it's Cuphead? Fucking amazing. <laughs> okay, it's not Cuphead levels <laughs> of like annoyance, but it's like the game is short enough for you to enjoy playing it over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Right. And then apart from playing Forgotten, um, I streamed for the first time. I think what last week? Yeah, two weeks last week. Yeah, our D and D group, the one we play on Sundays, the Dunset, is had their first episode, and uh, I still haven't watched the fucking uh, recording. <laughs> yeah, I'm too scared, dude. <laughs> I know that feel, man. Even up till now, I still like I stream so much. It's been like a yearish, but I still don't like looking back to my old recordings. Yeah, like uh, if I remember, like the first hour, I thought. Everyone can hear me. Uh-huh. When you guys started piling in, people started noticing that I accidentally muted the mic. Oh my god! Are you serious? Because <laughs> yeah, they can see because on the top left of the screen, you can see the Discord, right? Oh man! And it's all like blinking, and then I believe some message like, "I think your mic's muted." I'm like, "Ah, oh, fuck!" Oh <laughs> I was like, man! Like, no one heard anything. You you ought to always mic check, man. I think the reason why it was muted is because I think the day before that I was playing Vagant. <laughs> All right. right. And I and I was streaming Vagant like for fun, and all I did was put some chill music on top, and I just muted myself. Oh, you silent streamed it. Yeah, people were actually like watching, and I was like, 
That's fucking weird. I got like five lurkers just watching me play a game dying over and over and over. Nah, bro, but, but you know, you know, like silent streaming is really popular. Like a lot of people actually look for that kind of streaming. Yeah. Because sometimes you want something behind you. Like, you know how you, sometimes you play the PC, but have the TV on, but muted or something. It's something like that. <laughs> or at least have like some slight right. sounds on, but not full on. So it gives you kind of that ambient white noise. For whatever you're doing. Oh yeah, I know. I know how that feels for sure. I mean, I fucking every time I work, I have something playing in the background. Yeah. Have I told you about that streamer friend of mine who did silent streams and he gets like crazy donations from it? No. At one point, he got like a thousand dollars in one donation. Oh shit. Yeah, and the, just from silent streaming. Yeah, he's got like probably a few hundreds now, a few hundred concurrent viewers every time he streams. What What was he playing? Uh, I don't know. What was he playing? It was some kind of RPG, like Nier Automata or something. I can't remember. Because mm-hmm. you've experienced this. You, you you know the way I play. I tend to talk. Not talk a lot, but I tend to rage a lot. There's a difference. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> so me silent streaming is like a complete like 180, 360, whatever it is, you say, well, whatever you say, from my actual personality when I play. Yeah. No, but I haven't, I haven't actually played with you where you've actually raged. I don't think so. Oh, uh, wait. Oh, okay. Borderlands 2 is not really raid. This is me trolling. Yeah, it's but... just like bumming around <laughs> and everything with Borderlands 2. We're just all like fucking each other's yeah, shit yeah, yeah. up. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's true, it's true. But no, I, I, I definitely rage. It's, 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 it's not good. Like, I, I stress the fuck out when I play games. I still don't know why I play games to relieve stress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I usually get really stressed out and rage when I play, well, Overwatch and, you know, MOBAs like League. Because when you get idiot teammates, you just go full on toxic. Mm. I don't like that feeling. <laughs> Funny enough, the only games I rage at are games that I know that I'm shit at. It's like, denial rage. <laughs> it makes me feel good when I can rage about me being shit. I'm like, if, if I'm, because, look, if I rage about a game that I'm good at, like maybe, let's say, League, I just uh-huh. come off with Skocky. <laughs> So you only do it when you can shit on yourself. Yeah. So yeah, what else is going on? Is that it or not? You got some more? Nah, that, that's all. That's all. I haven't been doing much other than trying to adult and whatnot. Fair enough. Anyways, that was a, that was a long update. Um, yep, as usual. So let's let's get back to um, <laughs> our topic of the day: uni and our childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, let's start with an icebreaker. Today we're gonna play a very famous Rooster Teeth game. It's called A Million Dollars, but uh-huh. It's a lot of money. Yeah. You don't say. So what we're going to do is we're both going to come up with uh, two different topics. Two uh, two different themes, I guess. Two million dollars, but um, would you like to start? Sure. So basically, I just continue the sentence, right? Yeah. And then you're like, what would you do? That kind of thing? Yeah, basically. All right. Like, like basically, okay, let, I'll start it off. Maybe that's a lot easier. All right. So a million dollars, but for the rest of your life, Every time you see an unfinished drink, you must finish it. Fucking hell. Actually, you know what? I don't mind. You must. Like, it's a stranger. It's a stranger's drink. You're going to drink it. If there's, like, a rape drug in it, you're going to drink it. Fucking you're fucked. Hell. Can I? Can I boil it first? You must drink it. You must. You know actually, I mean? the key word is you must finish it. I'd get, like, <laughs> fucking herpes and shit, man. <laughs> and, like, AIDS and... Wait, oh, does... Yeah, AIDS travels through saliva and shit right now, man. Ew. That's horrid. But, like, like, okay, so that's, like, the extreme part. But there's, like, the low ends, too. Like, let's say um, a baby doesn't finish his milk. You have no choice but to finish it, but it's milk. But it's his mama's milk. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, teddy milk. (laughs) (laughs) You took it there. Like, come on. And, you know, yeah, like I said, I think I'd be most worried about whatever disease is contained there. You know, bacteria or, like, viruses or whatsoever. I don't think I'd want to risk that, man. What's the point of getting a lot of money if you got AIDS, right? True. So that's that's a definite no. No, man. (laughs) All right. I I would have to say the same. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Would you want to take a million dollars, but you gotta live in the ghetto for the rest of your life? Fuck yeah, dude. And have people robbing you and shit? I have a million dollars. Like, my brother always asks me, like, every day. It's like, not, no, not every day. It's like every other day or something. It's like, because we're watching that show on Netflix, Extraordinary Homes or something like that. Mm-hmm. 
it's it's a show about um really fancy houses. Uh-huh. And he asked me, um, so if you had the money, would you like build an extravagant house? Like like let's say a house up in the Alps or something like that. I'm like, nah, fuck that shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking be humble with that money in a way that no one knows that I got money. No, no, okay. So I'm not really humble. It just it just seems I'm broke. All right, so the exception in my one is that you live in a fucking mansion in the middle of a ghetto. Oh. Yes. Hmm. So, million dollars, but you gotta live in a ghetto and actually look fucking rich. Every time you walk. And look rich? And look rich. And with the mansion. Mm. Nah, dude, that's like a giant target <laughs> on my back. I'm not taking a million dollars. It's cool. I'll, I'll, I'll take my happy, like, mid-class, like, midlife, whatever shit, and live in some, like, run-down house. You can gods, though. Yeah, but that's like, like, it's too hot. It's like, I like living low-key. I, I can't handle that. I can't. Would you take it? No, man. No. That's like suicide every time you get out of the house. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely. Your turn. So, a million dollars, but every emotion you have is amplified like an anime. You have no control over it, and sometimes you narrate your thoughts out loud. Is it like, is this because you fucking watch Kakegurui? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> By the way, Kakeguri is a good uh, anime, guys. It's about gambling. And they have, like, Ahegaos, a.k.a. Climax, hentai climax faces when they gamble. It's It makes you really uncomfortable. <laughs> I love the anime. <sighs> uh, so? I, I don't think I'd mind. I think at one point of my cringy life, I've actually done that. When I was in high school or something. Where every emotion you have is amplified like anime? Not to that extent, but... Somewhat like you know the the shocked Japanese reverse stab thing that they do. <laughs> you know what? The fuck? Like when when a, when an, someone in anime is surprised, they kind of do a dab. You know what I mean? Oh okay 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 yeah. okay, okay yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to do that <laughs> shit. I was cringy as fuck back at school, man. Nani? Uh. Nani? <laughs> 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 you like, just imagine yourself like someone took like the last hamburger <laughs> on the table and you have to narrate it out loud about how much you hate that person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> out loud. Oi, Gaki! <laughs> <laughs> oh so, God. would you take the million dollars? I think I would. I would. I think you it'd would. be fucking hilarious. Oh, my one was Shindeiru. Nani? <laughs> yeah, I think I would. It'd be hilarious. I think I think Weebs would be would want to be around me. Either that, or I'd just be a cringe fest. <laughs> You'd just be a cringe fest. I don't, I don't think you have Weebs following you, unless you're like at a comic con or something like, yeah. like that. Or you know, at least like, if I play online games, it wouldn't seep through. If I don't play with my voice chat on, at least I'd have friends online. That's my comfort. And this are our friends, although they're like digital and like, like I don't know, a few thousand miles away. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Man. Now everyone knows how much of weaves we are. Oh yeah, definitely. definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. I'm taking that money. I don't give a shit. Like when I have a million dollars, it don't even matter. It's fucking hilarious, man. I wouldn't mind. I'd probably live in Japan or something if I had a million dollars and that kind of anime. Dude, I'll outcast you right away. <laughs> We need this gaijin over here. Fucking what the fuck? Gaijin. <laughs> Alright. All right. For my side, we got... Would you take a million dollars, but you can never play games, including D&D? Can never play games? Yes, any kind of game. Board games, D&D, pen and paper, video games. VR. The relationship game, I'll never be able to play that. <laughs> <laughs> the, the life game, um, career game. So I'm just like a fat piece of shit lying down. Yeah. A boring piece of shit. <laughs> uh, shit. Uh, what? Well, what would I do with that million dollars? That's like the better, better question. If I couldn't play any games, what would I do with a million dollars? You, I don't think you can play drinking games then, because it's included. But you can still drink. You can still hire prostitutes and whores. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 okay, like that's like my definition of fun, right? Hiring prostitutes, <laughs> prostitutes yeah, and whores. Yeah, um, and and you know. Get a boat. <laughs> but like, what, like, like, what if, like, the moment I pick up a drink and someone starts saying, "Oh, start a drinking game," does that, does that mean I have to throw my drink on the floor and not drink it ever again? You gotta go away from the men and be like, "Sorry, I don't do games." <laughs> so, <laughs> and you're gonna sound like an eternal snob. <laughs> uh, 
Nah, I can't. I can't. I, mean, nah. <laughs> I, I play games by myself. Like, in, like you know, when you're in a car uh-huh. and you're just trying to, like, you know, with your fingers, like, jump houses. <laughs> what the right? hell? I do that till this day. Okay. <laughs> you know that game, I Spy with My Little Eyes? That's what I play. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a, that's enough for me. That's definitely, that's definitely enough. Would you, would you take it? Well, considering if I'd still be able to. I don't know, because I have lived part of my life without games, but I think it'd be boring as fuck. So nah, I'd rather f- live a full life with mediocre money than be fucking rich without games. <laughs> uh, anyways. <laughs> yeah, what do you got next? I guess we've talked about, you know, the million dollar shit that was kind of our icebreaker. Do we want to maybe move on to the main topic straight away, or...? Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah, sure, sure, of course. On uni and shit. What, why don't you start out? Well, maybe we should talk about where we went to uni first and what subjects yeah, we took. Yeah, that works. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'll that start. Works. I went to the university, university of New South Wales in Sydney. I took, uh, mm-hmm. I took commerce because I'm Asian as fuck. And um, I took marketing and management because I can't count for shit. So I'm really not that Asian. So... <laughs> It's an oxymoron. It's like my mom made me take commerce because you know I'm Asian, but then right. when I get there, I realize that I can't count for shit, and I don't really want to do finance or accounting, so I do don't do the Asian stuff and go for <laughs> marketing and management instead. But yeah, I did a double major in that over at University of New South Wales in Sydney. How about you, Vin? I took culinary arts going to college. Um, to be more precise, I took. I have a Bachelor of Arts in International Business in Culinary Arts. What the fuck? Does Funny that... thing is... Wait, wait. There's a Bachelor of Arts in Culinary Arts? Yeah, dude. What? It's a Bachelor's in International Business in Culinary Arts. I have two Bachelors and one higher certificate, if I remember correctly. Huh. Interesting. I did not, I did not know that it was International Business until I was graduating college. What the fuck, man? <laughs> Wow. I, I thought I was going to college for culinary arts. I'm like, I mean, like, the program was 100% culinary arts, but, like, during, the, like, the last year, all you do is business work. Wow. You make a business plan, you do marketing plans, whatever, and whatnot. Yeah, I'm like, oh, shit. I think this, not might, this might not be a complete Bachelor of Culinary Arts. <laughs> Can't believe it took you, like, the whole actual uni year to actually figure that out. I, I mean, like, so I entered I, I I entered culinary arts just because it was like my plan Z. I didn't want to do culinary arts actually. So what did you want to do? Um, I wanted to do music, anything related to music. Oh, um, man. audio engineering, producing, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I didn't apply to that because uh, first of all, I'm Asian. Um, <laughs> yeah, same problem. First of all, I'm Asian. I also had a like a, a slight run in with my passion for music. I almost failed high school but- <laughs> because of it. Uh, don't a good number of musicians do that? Exactly. <laughs> <Am I> stereotyping. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, right. So I, I purposely almost failed high school, and like, okay, I should. Pro- like, I think it was my junior year when I almost failed, and then like senior year around, senior year came around. I'm like, I should probably not apply for music, anything music related. My mom would kill me. <laughs> or your mom might have fallen into the stereotype. It's like, oh yeah, my kid failed school. Maybe he deserves better, like music school. <laughs> nah, nah, no, no. Nope. <laughs> I see. I see. Um, the other two, uh, the other two courses I applied to was, um, I think, fine arts, and the other one was uh, cinematography. Cinematography is, it sounds amazing, but what? What constitutes fine arts? Um, uh, I was going to go in there for like digital art. So uh, animating to yeah, basically yeah. what I'm doing now. I wanted to do that <laughs> shit too. Right. But Asian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mom's like, there's no money in drawing cartoons. There's no money in know, drawing right? people. There's only money in commerce and like, business. Like, like all the Asian kids I know that went to fine arts, right? They did architecture. So that they're still doing art. But it's it makes money. It makes money, yeah. <laughs> or interior designing, and they still make money. Mm-hmm. But yeah, oh man, uh, <laughs> I applied to the N. I think New York Film Academy. Ooh. And I, funny story. I don't know if my mom remembers, but she 
I don't know if she did it on purpose or accidentally. She never told me that I got accepted. Oh my god, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Wow. I got accepted to New York Film Academy without a portfolio and just an <gasps> application. How? I write I write really good essays, okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> just leave wow. it at that. I write really good essays. Or or I was filling in that like that, you know, the requirement for like foreign nationalities. I think I was filling <laughs> requirement in requirement like for fobs. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Like, I, I could have been, like, living my life in a studio apartment smaller than my fucking closet. Nah, but <laughs> imagine all the fun. Cinematography. Like, nowadays you can do a lot with that shit, including work for YouTubers and shit like that. And make content oh, yeah, on YouTube. Definitely. But, you know, back in the days, I guess you wouldn't think about it because that revolution hasn't started yet. No, it was starting. I was, I was early to the game, let's say. I posted YouTube videos... Oh yeah, you OG man. I think sophomore year or freshman year of high school. Mm -hmm. I started posting videos. I started. Oh no no! I middle school when YouTube first came out. I was there with the OG fucking what YouTube. What year um, did YouTube come out? And I can't even remember. Was it like two thousand six oh, or shit. something? I just remember how like the old ass YouTube uh, website looked like. Um. Yeah, I remember that shit too. Uh, YouTube birth no YouTube start. Oh, fuck whatever. Start. <laughs> Google help. <laughs> Start. Um, 2005. Oh, close enough. Close enough. So yeah, it was definitely around middle school where I started just posting shit on YouTube. That was just, like the most random shit ever. I've deleted all those videos. <laughs> yeah, cringeworthy <laughs> shit. Tell me about it. Everyone got one of those then on their YouTube. Did you apply to any other courses other than your commerce? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, kind of. No, I I applied to a few, but I think only University of New South Wales accepted me. So mm -hmm. I, I need like, I think I needed like a score of 85 or something average. I can't remember if I got that or not. I don't think so. Because I think that's the, that's the reason why I got delayed by a year. Because I need to do another year of the course. Because I couldn't be bothered fucking studying. So I right. didn't reach that 85 number. I really don't like studying, by the way, guys. Like, literally, um, with every chance I can, I would wing an exam. Uh, oh, dude, high five, virtual high, high five. five. I was the same. No, but at one, once I was, I surprised myself when I winged the fucking exam. It was management. See, this is why I take marketing and management. It was management, and I winged that shit. I was like, no, fuck this shit. I'm not going to fucking study for this. It's not going to be worth it. <laughs> That's what I said. I don't know how it made sense. That's, yeah, that's what I said. And I just winged it and I got a fucking HD, like 85-ish, mm -hmm. I think. Like, it's pretty high. And I was like, eh, not bad. Thank Jesus. goodness I took management. <laughs> like, on, on that note of not studying, right? So I failed biology three times in high school. <laughs> like, I failed because I just didn't do shit. I did not do anything. <laughs> I'm, I'm smart as fuck, but I just didn't do shit. That's what my teacher always said. Uh -huh. But, like... So I failed three years and biology is a requirement in the American system to graduate. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so like, of course I had to, I had to fucking finish it. Uh -huh. But what I was trying to go to is I aced exams like no other at hundred percent. I have people that can like vouch for me. I could like get a hundred percent without studying for any science class. What and I loved it. Fuck? Back in high school, even my younger years, I have, I don't know if you can call it eidetic memory, like photographic memory. Mm -hmm. So I can remember a page word for word, uh, top to bottom, Shit. and just replicate it on exams. And I loved it. But once I got to high school, when I started drinking alcohol, uh, uh, high school, college, mommy never, you didn't hear me say high school. <laughs> <laughs> once I got fun. to college, <laughs> I started, started drinking alcohol, all that shit went down the gutter. Like, I could not remember jack shit. Yeah, you know, my friend, he also has photographic memory, but he's not like, yeah, but, you know, I have almost 100% memory. Back in the days, it was 100%, but, you know, ever since I started drinking, it went down to, like, I don't know, 88%. <laughs> I was like, shit. <laughs> yeah, same thing, yeah. yeah. It's basically, like, mine by now is, like, 60 for sure. But, like, Holy yeah. shit, you're wasting your brain cells, man. I don't need those brain cells anymore. <laughs> you don't need to memorize anymore, eh? <laughs> no more exams after college. That's true. See, that really tells you how fucked up the education system is. It's very much based on mm. memory. I think it's stupid. Especially if you have everything at your, at your fingertips. Like, you could Google everything. You have mm. less use of memory, in a way. Because everything's stored on the cloud, aka Google. If you need something, you could Google <laughs> it. 
I know it's a cheap ass way of thinking about it, but I'm trying to justify myself for having shit memory. <laughs> oh man, I miss I, I miss university. I mean, the the university I went to isn't like your normal orthodox like fucking university uh-huh. where you take multiple courses, uh, multiple majors, man, minors, whatever. You didn't yeah. you didn't do that. We had a set course of classes that we we just took every year. Uh-huh. I mean, every six months. We our classes weren't even like a full year. It was every six months you get a two week break to continue on. Uh-huh. But so culinary arts is a very interesting course, I guess. Luckily, I went to like one of the nicer uh, curriculums. Uh-huh. And basically, for like the first year or two, I was like working in the kitchen full time. Basically, I was basically like a fucking slave. That sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It was fun. I loved it. My fucking my my favorite chef is still there. But like. <laughs> We had the privilege, I had the privilege of going to a really cool school, but at that school, like, like the benefits are like, oh, you had a free breakfast, lunch, and dinner, um, snack time is free, and the, these are all buffet, right, or fine dining, whichever one you want. Yo, that's so good. But here's the catch. You're cooking all that shit. <laughs> so they actually su- supply you with the, with the ingredients, is that it? Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Like... Like, one of our classes called Main Kitchen, and all you fucking do is cook for the mass That's for the entire school. That's so you're, you're good. You're up at 5 a.m. to fucking cook for the school. No, but that's such a good curriculum, though. Think about it. That's oh, amazing. It, it's, it's a really good curriculum. Uh, shout outs to uh, Clarinet Arts Academy of Switzerland, Caesar Ritz. But, like, yeah, it was Holy fucking shit. amazing. It was a beautiful curriculum. I, I, I felt so lucky. Thanks, Mom. I know you always listen to these podcasts, so yeah. <laughs> Man, I wish my uni life was that fun. My uni life was like boring as fuck. It got to one point where I just what? stopped going to classes and would just pop out for like three lectures and that's it. Oh, I did that too. Yeah, I do that a lot. Or I pop out, pop up once and that's it. I just appear for <laughs> tutorials. I just ditch lectures. <laughs> I'm going to bring it up again. Mom, close your ears. Fucking, I ditched class like a motherfucker. I played the system so well. Right. I had one absent left before I get fucking like suspended or like oh whatever. Oh my god! Like, yeah, yeah, same, right? man. Same. <laughs> yeah, here's the thing: people think that people who ditch classes are like delinquents, and you can imagine them being punk ass kids, drinking ar- around and shit, nah. or like they're not they're the craziest fuck, you know, doing mad things. But no, we're just fucking lazy sometimes. Mm-hmm. These are the people who game at home. <laughs> definitely laziness because i remember like i'd wake up i'm like no i want to go to class and like let's just i live in the dorms and class is just two minutes away all i have to do is walk uh-huh. right so i wake up five minutes before i have to go to class yeah. <laughs> and i still fucking ditched yeah i do that too i love how like in college no one gives a shit if you ditch it's like i'm in my room <laughs> in on college like grounds <laughs> in the dorm ditching class and I, I don't know. give I give zero shits. And I pop up I pop up for lunch and I pop up for dinner. And <laughs> teachers can see me. Okay? Yeah. Do they say anything about it though? <laughs> no, they don't know. They know, okay. <laughs> yeah, because one of my I remember um when I hung around with my friends, they were always like, Yeah, you always ditch class. Like I would ditch class for the stupidest reasons. It's like, Oh mm-hmm. are you do you want to go to class today? And I'm like, no nah, man, the new season of Arrow is out. <laughs> Or like, oh. no, man. Oh, when I, I went to Shanghai as well, right? For like eight months for language studies. And um, mm-hmm. at one point, I was going to go to class. But then when I opened up Instagram, I realized that I couldn't open it. And then it got fucking blocked. And my friend called me. I was like, are you going to class? I was like, no, nah, man. Instagram got fucking blocked. It ruined my mood. I'm not <laughs> going to class. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid uh. shit. I feel bad because it feels like I'm wasting money. But... I really need to work on my discipline. At least it's a bit better now. It's not as bad as it used to be. Yeah. At least it's a bit better now. I mean, now if you ditch, you lose money. Like, yeah, you yeah. actually lose money. <laughs> yeah. But back then, you're like, your parents are paying for shit. And you're like, you, you take that for granted sometimes. You do. And you just ditch. I do feel bad, though. I mean, now we do. Back then, we did it. <laughs> but I had some um, some pretty good times ditching class. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, so, so did I. I mean, I went to McDonald's. <laughs> Well, yeah, Mecca's, please. <laughs> you always do that as well. Man. I went to McDonald's. I went to the arcade. Yeah, same. I went to the arcade. I, I played those fucking claw machines and shit. Right. Oh, and like do Purikura and mm-hmm. the fucking photo booths, Japanese photo booths. Um, I ditched class to eat hot pot. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. For lunch, okay? For lunch. Here's the thing. At one point, um, I really I really started to like teaching classes because it was towards the right. end of the semester and I, I was like, oh, I'll do it's fine. It's very addicting. Yeah, I'll do fine. <laughs> like, you know, I'll just wing the exam, basically. And I did fine. Right. Um, I stopped going to the lectures and shit like that. And I would just mm. ditch class and... At UNSW, at University of New South Wales, there's this new building called Tyree Building. Back then, when I was there, it was new. It's got all, like, glass panels and shit like that, right? And because I was part of mm-hmm. the street dancing society, like, all my mates would just go there to cipher, aka just put, like, music on and everyone just dances and freestyles or train, whatever they want to do. Right, right. So I'd always ditch class for that. It was, like, the best shit. <laughs> <laughs> So instead of going to class, um, I'd just be like dancing on on like the fucking streets in front of a building with a bunch of mates. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't. Well, to be fair, I probably never use like I've probably only used one percent of what I've learned in uni at work. Well, I can't say I can't say I've used only one percent. I I cook every day, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. for me it's only like about one percent mostly, mm-hmm. like theoretic with the theoretic stuff, yeah. Um, so right, I don't right. know if that's that relevant. Here's the thing. I have a theory about um, tertiary education, right? So okay. I have this theory that some people, these universities, one day decided to milk money. So they started making courses out of shit that you could probably learn by yourself if you worked in the industry. Right, right. Let's say uh, maybe like business, right? Business, like business in general, like management and marketing, you can learn that shit on yourself by working for a company, man. You don't. Oh, yeah, know. definitely, definitely. What theory is there that's applicable, right? Accounting and finance, you still need to l- learn the rules, so I guess that's an exception. So things that are more mm-hmm. um, heavy on the technical and theoretic side, like um, programming and shit like that, you probably maybe should go to college for that because you'd probably doze off and laze off if you try to learn it on yourself <laughs> by yourself. Right, right. But yeah, like, I don't know, don't judge me, but I think that one of them is also fashion design. I don't think that there's much to learn about fashion design except for the initial, you know, how to sketch and make measurements and shit like that. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't know. So if if someone really likes fashion design, they're totally gonna, like, diss me. But I was like, yeah, I think think people started making theories and, like, you know, studies about fashion design and shit just to make money in tertiary education. It's kind of, like, hard for me to chime in on that because, like, in, like, in culinary arts, for example, right? Like, oh, apart from the cooking, there's, there's, you know, there's a lot of other things you have to learn. Uh-huh. Um, it's, it's kind of weird because, like, the way my curriculum was set up is that, yes, you're going to college to learn how to cook, and it's something you can definitely do on your own. You're, learning, you're going to college how to do business work and whatnot. But, like, all of that you can do at home, especially for, like, becoming a chef or F&B director uh-huh. or whatever you want to do. That's, that's perfectly fine to do on your own. I mean, like, most of the time when you go for an interview for culinary arts or F&B, they don't give a shit what's on your CV. They just want to talk to you. But, like, I think... Wait, I lost my train of thought for a sec. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think that because of the way my school was structured, you basically just went to school to get contacts, network, and that's it. Yes. Yeah, I think that's the most significant part of college. Networking, learning how to do teamwork and shit like that. Networking is the most important, definitely. Yeah. That's what I think. Like, like, you can, like, you can forget teamwork. Just networking, period. Your social skills. I think the difference in your case is that the mentorship is actually very significant. Like, you mm-hmm. really need that mentorship from, like, the top chefs and shit like that, right? You like to know, you right, know, right. Um, what people like, the trends are, yada, yada. For business, the thing is, exactly. every single fucking business is different. If you, if you take lessons on entrepreneurship, then maybe that's a different thing. But marketing and management, you can't apply the same shit to every fucking company, you know? True, true, true. That's why I feel like it's less relevant. And I actually learned much more by working and doing and blogging and exploring and talking to other people than what I learned at uni, which I paid fuck tons of money for. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's such a waste. It's just like a fucking title to get reviewed in a fucking cv okay so let's, let's, let's like move away from more serious topics about college yeah i'm just like complaining about uni now <laughs> <laughs> i'm like oh shit we're talking about like the system fuck the system etc yeah. et whatever <laughs> but like okay so let's get back to more fun bits of college yeah, like yeah. for our younger viewers or listeners whatever uh-huh. my question is when did the your clubbing phase ever end fun thing I never clubbed when I was in Sydney. Mm-hmm. I started clubbing when I decided to. 
So that was actually when I went to Shanghai for that eight months. I、mm-hmm. was like, you know what? I'm done with uni, and I'm out of the country again. So this is probably the last fucking time that I get to break myself if I really want to. Like I can get, I could go all out、right. if I want to. So I decided to go all out. <laughs> <laughs> I club like fucking four times a week and shit like that, right? Right. Yeah, and then after when I got back, it just ended. Like I wasn't interested in any in it anymore because I've experienced everything. Cause you know. Here's the thing. I didn't start out slow. I went full on hard, right? Right. When I got to Shanghai, I started clubbing like four times a week straight away. Like most Asians that go to college, that always happens. Yeah. <laughs> and I go hungover every day. But then when I go back to Indo, I got bored. I I wasn't into、mm-hmm. it anymore. I was like, nah. Right. So it ended. I don't even club anymore now. I just drink、right. beer and shit or wine at home. <laughs> yeah. For me,、uh, is, for some reason, it's the complete opposite of what you did. You went hard for like eight months or whatever. Right.、Mm-hmm. I went hard as well for like a year or so. Sorry, mom.、Uh, man, I feel like my mom's gonna kill me after this episode. <laughs> I spent a thousand francs, basically like a thousand plus dollars a month on alcohol. Fuck.、Um, Damn. Well, collectively with me and my roommate, but still, <laughs>、uh, I think majority of that was me. <laughs> but so,、um, roommate, aka Stephen. No, not Stephen. This was、uh, my best mate.、Um, <laughs> Name is Dan.、Uh, why did I forget his name for a second? Dan. <laughs> Daniel Ren, like the most British guy、ah. for me. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Hello there. Would you like a cup of tea? Yes, that kind of British. <laughs> <laughs> I、um, want to meet this Dan. <laughs> he's a cool dude. He's a cool dude.、Um, but we went hard. I went really hard. But something happened within the second year where I still went to clubs and I tried as hard as fuck. To enjoy it, but did you? I did it. Like I can, I can say, I can say it myself now after after uni that the three years after that one year of hard clubbing、uh-huh. was just me just trying hard as fuck to enjoy clubbing. Maybe it's like the stigma of trying to fit in as well. It's like, nah, well, I'm young. I should be enjoying this shit, no? No, it was. It was definitely not that. It, it was just like, okay, it's like Saturday night or Friday night, whatever it is. Like, you know, let's go do something. Ah, I see. And I was like. Fuck it, yeah. Let's go. Let's go waste more money just for the entrance, <laughs> then waste more <laughs> money on fucking alcohol.、Mm-hmm. Like the only part I enjoyed about clubbing was the music, and that was basically it. <laughs> the thing was club- with clubbing,、mm-hmm. I felt like it was very, very superficial. Um, I don't know、mm-hmm, if it's because、yeah. of the circle I was in, like Indonesian people, and like you meet new people who you don't really talk to with the next day, but you act kind of friendly. Whilst you're clubbing and drunk, and like you, you right, club right. with people who are in the same class as you, and you're like besties with them on that night. But then tomorrow, you're like, hey, you want to go for food? And they don't fucking reply. You know that that kind of superficial right, right, right. shit. I don't like that. Cause well, the thing is, when I got alcohol, I'm actually sincere. So <laughs> when I'm being friendly as fuck, I actually enjoy being friendly as fuck.、Right. I don't know about other people. I felt it was very superficial because you know. <laughs> What do you think? Is it is it the same for your case? Well, here's the thing. The reason why I went hard for the first year was because, like, okay, first of all, backstory. I come from Saudi Arabia, so there's a lot of taboos that I didn't get to experience.、Mm-hmm. Like taboo is Saudi Arabia, right? A lot of my other friends experienced it in Saudi Arabia, but I didn't. I was a good boy.、Mm-hmm. Clubbing, bar culture, pub culture, whatever you want to go, all of that shit. It was a way for me to like get out of my shell. Yeah. Because I was like introvert to the max. Right, I was only like loud when like my close friends, but like when I got to college, like the first year, I was like, oh shit, yeah, this the, I'm gonna take this time to like you know get my get to know myself better, get to know more people, talk to everyone. Then like a year later, like my personality came back where I didn't talk to anyone. Are you are you full on introvert or are you an ambivert like me? Um, now I guess I'll be closer to ambivert, but I'm like my introvert roots are strong. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> like I can't, I can't like now it's because you know how life is and mean whatnot. You have to learn how to not be a complete introvert. Yeah, yeah.、Uh, but yeah, but yeah. But like back to like the clubbing things. Like my reason why I hated it, it was basically because I tried my best to fit in for the first year, and just realizing like after college, like that was probably not the best move. Because like the best times in college, like. To like、uh, everyone who's like listening who's still young and not in college yet, the best time in college is when you hang out with your friends, like your really close group of friends, in your room, in your dorm, in your apartment, or whatnot, drinking cheap wine, <laughs> drinking cheap beer,、That's、and、true. maybe gaming. <laughs> yeah, those are the best times, man. Like meeting people、yeah. who don't really matter is not 
well, meeting people who you don't really connect with. Exactly. And forcing yourself onto it is it just doesn't work out. <laughs> like my my I think my the best years I've had, even though like my first campus was amazing, we lived in the middle of the city. When we moved to the countryside for the countryside campus, like my best memories of college is just me playing scary games with a bunch of friends inside the back door. <laughs> that sounds fun. Also getting drunk at the same time. Uh-huh. Anyway. Wow, you you got drunk and played scary games. Really? Did anything happen? Uh, a lot of spillage on my bed. <laughs> People dumping their drinks on my bed. <laughs> Danielle, if you can hear me, but still, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I'm calling out people now, but yeah. When we gamed, I, even I couldn't handle it because I'm a, I'm a weak, I'm a pussy when it comes to um, scary, scary shit. shit. Is it like Ojabas boards and shit like that? Is that what you mean by scary games? Um, you know, you know, Outcast. Yeah, off. Oh, I thought it like real life scary games, man. No, 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 no. We're talking about. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about. We. I set up a huge screen in my room, and we all just played scary fucking video games. Scary video games. Yeah, no, nah, I, I can't do that shit. <laughs> you don't have to. You just have to watch with other people. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Like back when I was in high school, I think I could take scary shit better. But like as I grew older, mm. I got worse. Back when I was in high school, I literally do those. We we have this thing in Indonesia called um, jelangkung, which is kind of like oja board, but it's like traditional Indonesian one. Like I watch. Are you saying play oja board? Shit. Yes, is that how you say it? I don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah, oja board. I thought board. it was oja. Isn't it no. oja? How is it spelled? Uh, um. Is it O U G J I A or is it O U I J I A? I just know it's a Ouija board. Ouija, Luigi board. Oh, it's a me, Luigi. <laughs> what? Dude, you like like before you said Luigi, you were like a little bit Japanese. Luigi board <laughs> or something, whatever. I can't get your accent, but whatever you said, you were like a tiny bit I Japanese. I have no idea, but I'm going to Google it. What is it actually? It's Ouija. Ouija? It's Ouija. Oh, Ouija? Whatever. All right, shall we, shall we get back to the topic of college and uni and shit? How about giving people a few, yeah. new tip, a few tips of what to do when you're in college already? First things you should do. Oh. Like, imagine you're in orientation week or O week, we call it back at UNSW. What would you tell these people, these new freshmen? Well, if you're in orientation, so like in orientation, I think for me is where you really find like, that small group of friends because you're going to talk to a lot of people in orientation uh-huh. based on ex- my experience of orientation there's a lot of people you'll talk to but amongst the, all that people you'll talk to you'll find that small group so one of the biggest thing i say in, during orientation is like network as much as you can yeah <laughs> but apart from orientation i think things to do in college uh, i guess i guess for me is like my two biggest regrets of what i didn't do in college so um my number one tip is travel as much as you can, mm-hmm. like solo if you have to. Be it in the same country you're doing in college or out of the country uh, where you're doing college. Yeah. But like, travel as much as you can, dude. Like, because once you leave, you have to wait for your salary. If you apply, if you have to, like wait for a vacation period. Like, fuck yeah. that. <laughs> About traveling, on the topic of traveling, if you mm-hmm. want to travel, you can do it either during college right. or after, right before you work. Mm. or for short periods of time during working usually it's not as fun when you only get like off days like what a week what are you gonna do for a week you go to fucking europe for a week what are you gonna do you're not gonna get much um so it's obviously much better you do it probably before that's what a lot of my friends did um back in sydney so they um planned their travels first before getting into full-time work and then go Mm -hmm. back for full-time work and then they'd Mm -hmm. be happy as fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I kind of did the same thing. Like right after college, I was straight to work though. Mm-hmm. But like literally, I graduated the day before, and the next day I was already in my next job in a different country. Oh damn, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but like it's it's a different feeling after college, definitely. If you like you're traveling already after college, because like first of all, it's your money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the reason why I say travel as much as you can while you're still in college, because number one, not your money. <laughs> <laughs> number Two, you're not gonna worry about going back to work. Yes. Your, wor- your worst worry is going back to school. Yes. It's a nice <laughs> in between. That's true. You get breaks for like what? Uh, like summer break is what? Two months, I believe. Well, my my breaks were t- my breaks were just two weeks. What? No, there's like there's a semester break, right? No, year break, yearly break that you get. It's it's like about a month or two. I told you I didn't go to a regular college. That's I, I was, true. 
Yeah, our um, terms were like six months. Then you get two weeks off and six months again. Yeah, my boyfriend was actually the traveler type. So mm-hmm. um, when he went to college in in Germany in Hanover, um, he got like mm-hmm. a month off. He just traveled all all around Europe by himself, like backpacking and staying at hostels and saying hi to. Mm-hmm. He stayed at Korean hostels, and these Korean hostels mm-hmm. loved him because he could speak Korean. And they'd let him stay mm-hmm. for free if he helped out with the dishes and like doing the beds and shit like that. Nice. So that was fun. And he has lots of stories to tell about that. I wish I did that too, man. I wish I had more confidence and, you know, I, I was more of a risk taker when I was younger. Like I started doing that after college. Like if I did all of that during college, I'd be like the number one travel blogger by now for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Like, like I had so many good experiences like after college traveling solo. Like, mm-hmm. I wish I did that when I was in college because, like, well, I can make YouTube videos so easily. I don't have to, I, I can come back home and not think about what I have to do for the next day for work. Yeah. All I can do is edit and I'd be happy. Yeah. See, right? here's the thing in college, I would say if you're in college, focus on your fucking hobbies, man. Yeah, I was about Whatever to say, you like, like to do, hone on that. Yeah. Like, yes. I was about to say, like, my second tip when you're in college is fucking explore interests. Yeah. Like, if you always want to learn how to play guitar, that's the perfect time to learn how to play guitar. Yeah. If you want to try right? streaming, that's the perfect time to start streaming. Exactly. Lose all your friends in college. Just make friends online. Yes. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, talking about friends, my best tip that I always tell to everyone who goes to university is that you should always um, try to seek out societies. Look for societies. Like, because mm. every uni has a fucking society, right? But whatever your interest is, like fucking anime society, Japanese society, or what I did, street dance society. Um, just find the, the society that fits you best because that's also one way you can find your closest friends. Because back then, I was really introverted. Yeah. I, I wasn't, I was still a timid little girl. I, I barely was confident. Um, right. I was really timid. I didn't really have friends from classes and shit like that. All I had were like fuck, fucking church friends. And they probably were friends with me because they felt bad or something. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, and then I got into the dance society, the street dance society, hip hop society back at UNSW. It was a fucking amazing mm. experience. Everyone was welcoming and we shared the same interests. So we would always talk about the same interests and have fun around it. You meet the best people mm-hmm. there because you guys share the same love for the same thing. So find societies, people. If you have no no hobbies, there are boring societies as well, like <laughs> the business society, what we call the BSOC at UNSW. There's also the finance one, you know, that kind of thing. So just whatever fits you. I, I never got to do that. So like, this is a really interesting take. Because when I was in college, I, I think there were like societies or clubs, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. But I never went. I, I already had a good small group of friends to do that with. Yeah. I mean... If I didn't go to a society, I don't think I would have enjoyed uni as much as I did. Because honestly, compared to mm-hmm. high school and shit like that, uni was the best time for me. And it was all because of the society. Oh, yeah. Because I encountered the society I was in. Mm-hmm. So look for your hobbies and then look for the hobbies that actually links up with your society. Look for the society that actually links up with your hobby. So are those your tips for while you're in college? Yeah, because you don't... you. First of all, you don't get to explore your hobbies when you're done with work. At least, because you'd be relatively much more busier than you were. And you'd barely have mm-hmm. much time. I don't know. In my case, that was it. I barely have much time after I started working to explore hobbies. Mm-hmm. Like making music, playing music, gaming, drawing, shit like that. So if you want to explore all of that shit and maybe even get good, do it during college. Going on that tangent of like tips to do when you're in college, what about right after you finish college? Right after you finish college. Like day one, right after you fucking finished college, you graduated and everything, you still don't have a job. What should you do? Travel. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. One of the best options is to travel. The second one, I guess, would be to, if you can't find a job, find internships or events, you know, temporary jobs. Because when I was in Sydney, I think Mm -hmm. one of the breakthroughs I got was getting a job for an entrepreneurship, an internship, like a non-paid job for a day at like some entrepreneurship event that really helped out a lot with networking and shit like that i actually met with lots of executives Mm -hmm. and shit like that so that was quite a breakthrough or you know you could enjoy your life a bit more and take up casual jobs like being a barista for the little while you can Hmm. and let's see what else i don't know travel (laughs) there's not much leeway between you being able to not do anything and then having to do something because you run out of money there's not much leeway between that (laughs) 
So if you want to slip something into it, it would be travel. I think that would be the best. Yeah, like 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 for me too. Like, but like mine is more specific. Travel solo. Yeah. Don't travel with friends. Fuck them for like for a while. They'll, they'll still be there. They'll still be on Facebook. Don't worry. But travel solo. <laughs> like you, like not the soul, not the soul searching type of traveling solo, but more of like. Travel solo to experience the world. Open up your mind. Mm-hmm. Like not, not the part where like, oh, I feel lost. Like let's go do something. No. <laughs> I think now that I think about it, right? That you mentioned that, I think what really forms your identity as a person and your principles as a person is when you meet, you start meeting a lot of new people. It will change your perspectives and shit like that, and you will be able to form exactly. your own opinions after that. You know the point when it comes to that. Like, it's different. Like, you being close with yourself and, you know, kind of like, uh, I don't know what to think about this. But once you start meeting a lot of new pe- people, like from traveling or from maybe going exchange to some other country or taking a temporary course in fucking Japan or something like that, um, right, right. you start meeting new people, new cultures, new perspectives, and you'd be more, much more of a better individual in general. Find your identity. Like, my highlight of traveling solo was going to Japan because I, I basically immersed myself into the culture and the surrounding area mm-hmm. in Shinjuku. I guess we'll hopefully we'll do a, like a travel uh, podcast sooner or later uh-huh. because like my, one of my biggest tips about traveling solo is that don't go to the other cities. Don't go everywhere else. Immerse yourself into that one district that you're going to be in. Yeah. Don't go on fucking tours, man. Yeah. I mean, like there are people that go to Europe. Uh, like, I know a lot of Asians. They go to Europe and hit up like, 10, 10 countries in one day, uh, in yeah. one week or something. And I'm like, no, that's fucked up. I went to fucking Japan. I could have went to Shibuya. It's like literally just a train ride away, but I didn't. I stayed in Shinjuku for two weeks. I met restaurant owners. I met some like weird, really, really, really weird DJs. Um, a really, really cool like homeowner where I stayed at and whatnot. And like, it was pretty cool. Like it, I felt like I learned how to love myself better. Yeah. After that, like experiencing that. So yeah. So that's like one of my biggest tips for definitely after college. Yeah, meeting new people, right? Back into that tangent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, my boyfriend also gave the same tip. Like if you you should just pick a place you want to stay at for a prolonged period and get to know it rather than traveling to a few places at one time. That's stupid. Well he what he did was like he stayed like, I don't know, three weeks in Venice, I believe. Like Venice is pretty oh, yeah. small, right? There's not much mm-hmm. to do, but he enjoyed the hell out of it because, first of all, the hostel he stayed at was like Korean and it was free for him, right? And second, mm-hmm. he's an ar- architect, so he loved mm-hmm. drawing buildings. He would just sit in the middle of Venice and, you know, looking onwards to the what that chapel thing, I can't remember what it's called, the church. And mm-hmm. um, the security would shoo him off and then he would just come back again. And um, there would be lots of onlookers watching him draw and shit like that. And he also met up with this dude who went to the Venice Film Festival. But he brought his own, own stuff to make his own gig. Like the projector <laughs> and stuff. So uh-huh. my, my boyfriend, he was like... He, he stayed at the same hostel with him. So the story was like, mm-hmm. this Korean dude... Was he Korean? I think it was Korean. Yeah, this Korean dude, he was like, oh yeah, um... Do you know where the nearest H&M is when he first arrived? And then my boyfriend found out that in his luggages, it was all just gear for like, you know, <laughs> TV sc- for screenings and shit like that. So he asked what, right. what he was doing and he was like, yeah, um, I got my own film and there's the Ven- Venice Music uh, Film Festival, you know, and I'm not going to target them. I'm going to like show my own film outside of it, you know, and we're going to make our own theater. It's going to be fun, like an outdoor theater thing. And, That's a hustle, man. I love that. Yeah, I know, right? And then my boyfriend ended up helping him and it, it was quite a good time, he said. Yeah, there were like lots of elderly people and everyone like bypasses actually stayed and watched the movie and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty mad cool. So you get to have those unique experiences that you wouldn't have if you never traveled, honestly. Because when yeah. you're staying in your own city, you tend to stay in your comfort zone and not explore. Exactly, yeah. I think that's what makes the biggest difference between traveling and not traveling. And like, I think I had one more tip like about right after you leave college. I think it's like one of the biggest things is write up a, pa- write up a passion project. Like It could just be an idea. It could just be like, like a concept, basically. It doesn't have to be much, but like start writing for sure. Like it, it could be like the, like a baseball fucking court or whatever you want to do, or a baseball diamond, whatever. But start writing. I think I think that that's one of my biggest regrets. I wish I started early. <laughs> yeah, finding out what you want to do is also the hardest shit, right? Yeah. I think what I did back then was I did like a whole huge mind map 
I was just writing words because I'm a huge writer, like handwriter. I just write and write, so I wrote whatever I was interested in and where I would be able to take that career to if I pursued each career that I jotted down or you know alternatives mm-hmm. and stuff like that. What are the possibilities of this one and that one, and what routes I should take if I decide to take on this one? I think that kind of helped me, you know, set up the path I wanted to go with. All right, so we'll end our chat here, and this concludes today's episode of the Vin and Nora Show. Hope you liked what we talked about today. If you still want more, not to worry because we'll be back again next time. As per usual, people, if you like the podcast, don't forget to drop that subscribe and a like, and also comment your thoughts down below. Tell us what you think. You can also find us, by the way, on social media for more shenanigans in the description box below. You know the drill. And that's all, folks, from your na- friendly neighborhood widows. Surely you had fun with the Vin and Noira show, and it's mm-hmm. Noira signing out. And it's Vin. Adios. Ciao. The best of all was how we fell in love beyond measure. Is by smiles, small things that tickles miles away. She said that I don't take me back to times on the silent lips to my home.